What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. This is the Kibasa King Sports Extravaganza. Hey, 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 Yakshamash. Come to you too, Rona. I love your style. I love the way you edit things together. Well, thanks for noticing. It's a real pain. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we welcome to the show Christian Leitner. Yeah, I'm proud of my heritage, and my mother used to make a lot of delicious meals, capusta, bumpy, padoli, all that good stuff. I put sour cream on everything, and um, so a lot of, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of Polish tradition there. Hey guys, this is Jake Kuba Kutzerowski, that's part of the tag team, one half of that tag team known as Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza. Hey everybody, Yakshamash, like I, you heard before, this is the Kielbasa King Sports Extravaganza, of course, brought to you by Bucky's Fifth Quarter, and make sure you guys check out Bucky's Fifth Quarter for all your Wisconsin Badgers news, notes, and before we preview the Green Bay Packers take on the Chicago Bears, we're going to hit that Right away, uh, we're going to have a nice short podcast. We're going to highlight some NFL talk, obviously. But we'll, we'll talk about some former Badgers in the NFL uh, as well, probably towards the end of the show. Uh, but real quick before we get into the NFL, uh, you have, you're looking at the fact that Paul Chris today did mention that uh, you're looking at the fact that Mike Caputo, the safety senior captain for the Euro Wisconsin Badgers, has been cleared to play. He has been. Uh, he has the concussion protocol. He announced that uh, Mike Caputo is doing well and that he has cleared that protocol. So, as long as he's playing well, as long as he's feeling well, it looks like the simple fact that he will uh, he will actually be uh, playing Saturday after suffering that really uh, really well looked to be a really bad concussion. Which, uh, if you guys listened to our show last night. Caputo said that the doctors don't even know if it was a concussion, and so that's up for debate and whatnot uh, compared to some of the symptoms that he faced. But uh, I digress. But he'll it looks like he'll suit up. But you also look at Corey Clement uh, is a game time decision. Junior running back, obviously uh, not the start that he wanted to the year with the 16 yards on eight carries against Alabama, but uh, he did tweak that left groin the Tuesday before the Bama game. So right now they're saying he's a game time decision. We'll see. Otherwise, you're looking at Junior Daria Gumbawale. You're looking at Taiwan Deal, the redshirt freshman, probably getting some carries against the Miami of Ohio Redhawks. But we talked about that yesterday. We are looking now, obviously, if you're watching former Badger, James White is one of three New England Patriots uh, right now on the Patriots roster as they take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the Patriots are leading 7 nothing. And 
Uh, I am joined by the Polish rifle Scott Wisniewski, who just got done doing a, a a cool thing last Friday for WOKY, the Big 920 in Milwaukee, uh, doing some high school football. Scotty, before we talk a little foot NFL, how how was the experience? Oh, it was fabulous. Um, it was great to be back doing radio. It's the thing I love. I really would love the opportunity to, to do more of that as you're now getting a taste of some of the really cool things that radio, being in radio can provide. But um, it was fun. It was a good game for a quarter and a half. It was 7 nothing, and then um, Menominee Falls, they were trailing, and then they scored 22 unanswered the end of the half, and then they kind of ran away and hid. It was their first win of the season. So it was fun. But... Um, Oh, and I'll have some chances to do at least uh, at least one more game this year um, later in the season, so that'll be fun. Now, we talk about the, the NFL. We're going to preview the Packers, and I also I know we only have a half hour today, and but I also want to kind of do a quick NFL preview, get your take on who you think is going to win it all. And I just wanted to say this though before we get into that, because I wasn't able to join you yesterday. Um, for all the people who were upset about the way the Badger game played out. I thought it would be a little closer as well, but they lost their best running back. Joel Stavi played pretty well. And if that's a sign of things to come, I mean, I can't think of a bigger stage, at least aside from maybe a Rose Bowl game, you know, for him to go out there and perform. And I thought he played well. So we'll see if that continues. They needed him to play well, especially when the running game wasn't doing what it needed to. And I thought he, he came through and took a step. I remember that the Friday before, last Friday, I was listening to a Milwaukee morning show sports talker here in, in, in Milwaukee, just bashing Stave and saying, oh, the over-under and interceptions is one and a half. He's going to throw three and yada, yada. And I, look, I'm not a, I haven't been a huge Stave fan, but I, I thought some of it was just a little bit ridiculous and um, a little bit kind of that typical, um, some of the things you get in radio, that typical, um, you know, stir the pot mentality, which I think is kind of silly. So anyway, good for Joel Stave, bad for Bucky. We'll see if they get un- untracked on Saturday and get their first win of the season. Now, on to the Packers-Bears. A lot has happened since we last talked, but one of the things we talked about as we ended the last time we were together is we kind of talked about what might happen if James Jones got released, which he did, and in that time since he got released, he got re-signed by the Packers, there were a lot of people who, there were a good number of people who were upset because Miles White got bumped from the the roster. And I told all those people that if Jordy Nelson were healthy, White would have gotten bumped anyway. So I think people need to not get too bent out of shape about it. But James Jones joins his team. He'll likely be the third receiver. Uh, Devontae Adams will be the two, obviously. But he has a veteran presence. There's a trust factor between him and Aaron Rodgers. Settles things down a little bit. He's, is he Jordy Nelson? Obviously not. But he's got a chance to help this team as they try to make it to the Super Bowl, try to win the division first, but you can't do any of those things till you win game one. And game one this Sunday against the Bears at noon. Um, don't know a lot. I mean, the Bears were terrible last year. Their roster's bad, but they upgraded their coaching staff in John Fox. First game's... You know, here's a theory. I think the Packers will win the game. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I want your opinion on this. I had somebody tell me that Mike McCarthy isn't a good coach. Uh, he's average at best. And they point to the fact that the 
Packers lose a lot of early season games, week one, week two games, because teams will, will throw at you what they call the unscouted look, okay? And when they do this, they do this unscouted look, you have to be able to adjust on the fly, and many people believe that that's where uh, problems arise because they don't think that uh, Mike McCarthy can adjust well on the fly. So my thought, my, there's, I had to listen to it. There is some valid points he makes. I still think Mike McCarthy is a great coach, uh, not the best, but top five, lower five, top ten for sure. But do you lend any credence to the people who are saying that he, I mean, some people just point to the NFC Championship game when he wasn't able to adjust in the second half. Uh, what, what's your take on that opinion, and what's your take on this week's game? I mean, it's always tough to adjust on the fly. And, you, I mean, I, uh, for example, and not to wrap it back around Badgers, but when Dave Aranda talked with uh, the media yesterday, he had said there were some unscouted looks, and, and they eventually got the hang of things. I mean, it takes a little bit of time to adjust in-game with something that's an unscouted look. But, I mean, you're looking to win the game in, in general. And, yeah, you may the unscouted look, may, you know, it relies more on your football IQ. But Mike McCarthy's a smart football coach. He's Look at the fact that what they've done in December – and, and, and look at how many NFC championship, NFC uh, North championships. Uh, and granted, yeah, the, the strength of schedule against the Bears, the Vikings, and, and the Lions may not necessarily be that compared to what the NFC West has been, or even even the NFC East. But uh, I, I don't know. I you can say stuff like that, but to be honest with you, I don't. It doesn't lend much credence to me. Just due to the fact that his track record, he's a Super Bowl champion. Uh, coach uh, and what they did in 2010, and you know, let's talk about what they what they did in 2010 with being was a it was a sixth seed if I'm not mistaken, right? And taking it all the way to the Super yeah. Bowl, and, yeah. and you know, okay, you know, it, it's not them being number one seeds and just failing repeatedly year after year. He's they've had struggles. They they had to fight for the playoffs when Rodgers was injured, and they've come back. And Every coach, you can point that out, but every coach at times will have trouble making adjustments on the fly. It takes a series or so until they can start seeing what happens, they can go over the film, and then they make those adjustments. Uh, and, and, you know, for that argument against the Seahawks, quite frankly, you have the fact that they held the Seahawks at bay for, was it, you know, you're looking at what, 50 minutes uh, out of that game, 50, 55 minutes out of that game. And... Yeah, I mean, you had a string of 12 plays where essentially if one of those plays goes right, the Packers win. It was just a, a terrible thing that should never happen again. Uh, but I I don't lend too much credence. I think he's a really good coach, uh, and all coaches have to make those adjustments on the fly. Uh, heading into this game, though, against the Bears, you're looking at the fact that the the, Pack, the Packers may be without Morgan Burnett. If you took a look at the story of uh, your old uh, buddy Jason Wildey, from ESPN Wisconsin, he wrote an article just today talking about how Morgan Burnett may not be ready for the Chicago Bears, and Micah Hyde, uh, the third-year cornerback slash safety, is getting reps with the first-team defense at safety uh, with Morgan Burnett's calf injury, and so uh, yeah, that, that's something to look at. Uh, and obviously, you're going to lose Jordy. You know, Jordy Nelson's a, Nelson's a huge, imp, a huge blow, but you do have Randall Cobb, who is a little banged up too. Uh, but you have a Devonte Adams who should have a, a big second year. You have guy a guy like James Jones, which is a great a great find. Obviously being released from the Giants. Hey, uh, you know he gets released after having a 73 catch season last year. 
for the Raiders. Granted, he picked up maybe five yards a catch at that time, at that pace last year with the Raiders offense, but he can still play. He can still be a, you know, a, a guy that can be a good, solid number three behind Adams and, and Cobb. Uh, but you also have a guy like Ty Montgomery, who I'm really intrigued to see if he can pick up that offense more. Uh, and the guy is stellar in the return game, and it'll take off uh, the load off Randall Cobb. I think they'll be, I think they'll be fine there, especially with the emergence of Richard Rodgers. Uh, as long as that offensive line stays healthy and keeps Rodgers upright, the sky's the limit with that offense and with Eddie Lacy. Uh, Defense-wise, really, you're looking at the fact that uh, you know you're without. Uh, Latroy Guyon, you're with you're without Dayton Jones on that line, but you're gonna have to have guys step up. Uh, B.J. Raji, Bruce Gaston, uh, among others, uh, Mike Daniels and uh, Mike Pennell uh, as well, or Pennell. Um, we'll see how they we'll see how they match up against the Bears, but then again, the Bears are rebuilding too, Scotty. You know, They're, this is a team. John Fox is a great head coach, and they'll be formidable in the years to come. But they're switching over to a three-four defense. They're they're having some injuries. Uh, you have some guys that didn't participate, like uh, like Tracy Porter, didn't, uh, the cornerback with a hamstring injury. Sam Acko, um, and then limited participation even with John Bostic and Elshon Jeffries banged up with a calf injury, though he did participate in a limited basis. So the Bears aren't coming in uh, at full strength as well. And to, in my opinion, I mean the, the Packers should win this game uh, in a healthy fashion. I believe they're a touchdown favorite. I think they go in, and I think they, they take care of business down in Soldier Field uh, to start the season off right. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel they're going to win. I don't feel it's going to be as healthy of a fashion. I I think there's going to be a little bit of a scare. I think in the, in the end, the Packers are, are the much better team. Um, I just think that uh, it just, again, it's just, Early season feeling. I mean, I, there's usually things that happen in the first week. They're trying to figure out some things. Now, obviously, that theory isn't seem, seeming to hold true with New England, who obviously seems to have figured it out, and they continue to be the New England Patriots. And I don't really know who's going to stop Gronkowski at, at all this this season. But um, boy, what a difference a couple of weeks makes. Because uh, a couple weeks ago, we thought there'd be no Tom Brady in this game. Uh, we thought there'd be no Tom Brady in the first three or four games. Um, by the way, that whole Deflategate thing, you know, it's funny. Now you hear all the stuff that happened with uh, Spygate and how it was worse than, you know, and how Goodell covered it up to try to help out his then-buddy Robert Kraft and now it came back to bite him. Uh, that being said, there's also a rumor going on that before this went to court, Tom Brady, this is where Roger Goodell screwed up. I don't think he was wrong for trying to punish Tom Brady, but – the judge in this case, on two separate occasions, told this, both parties to work this out. And Tom Brady was willing to accept a one- or two-game suspension. He just didn't want to go for the whole four. They could have still – if Goodell wanted to send a message, they still could have taken the deal for one game even. The message would have been, hey, look, your Super Bowl champs are playing on national TV without their quarterback. Look at the power that Roger Goodell yields. But he wanted it all because that's the knucklehead that Roger Goodell is. It blew up in his face. It made him look bad. And the upshoot of that is Tom Brady's 15 out of 17 uh, with two minutes left to go in the first half for the opener on national TV looking like Tom Brady and the Patriots looking like the Patriots. But anyway, um, I think the Packers win. I think they win this game by a touchdown. Um, but I think it's close all the way out throughout. Um, 
but they should start out one and zero, which leads me to a couple questions here as we start the second half of our abbreviated show. You look at the NFL, you know, and let's let me just throw this out there, division by division, and we'll start with the NFC North. I think the Packers win this division. I think um, I think they win it by two games over the Vikings. I think the Lions are three back, and the Bears might win four or five games this year. How do you see the Packers division? How do you see the NFC North? Who comes out of this? I think the Packers come out of there uh, with, I mean, obviously being a Super Bowl contender, but even without with the loss of Nelson, you have a just a team that's stacked with with talent and experience. The only thing that really, I think, in my opinion, that can derail them is the injuries. And if they can keep that offensive line healthy, which I mean, you saw what happened with with Bakhtiari during the preseason. Josh Sitton, T.J. Lang suffered a concussion. If they can keep those guys healthy. And, and rolling through the season, you're looking at the fact that it, 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 they're opening up the holes for Eddie Lacy. I think the offense is too dynamic that way. Uh, Defense-wise, if they, I still think Sam uh, with uh, Sam Barrington along with Clay Matthews has that ability to be really uh, a good tandem in the middle uh, when needed to be, and Matthews can go to the outside on pass rushes after that. So I think the team there is dynamic enough. Uh, the only question besides some of the injuries uh, is punting. And I think with Day and having some of his troubles, field position is a huge thing in the NFL, uh, in, in football in general. You saw that with the Badgers last year. And even uh, the Alabama kicker, uh, the punter, uh, who shanked a few balls Saturday that gave the Badgers some glimmers of hope uh, with field position. So if, if Day can correct himself, I, Crosby's looked solid ever since a couple years ago when he had that trying season. Uh, you, you like what the Vikings have done. Obviously, Teddy Bridgewater, and regardless how you feel about Adrian Peterson getting, in terms of what uh, his situation is, getting him back and having that all-pro running back will give that offense some much-needed juice. Uh, and uh, you have the wide receivers obviously there. Uh, they're they're, they're uh, rebuilding a little bit. But uh, I think Packers, uh, two to three games over, over the Vikings, uh, Lions, too, I'd say would probably be tied with them. Uh, I think the Lions, uh, I like Mike Caldwell, Bowling Night Native, but without Sue, uh, we'll see how that defense holds up. Uh, but you can never discount Matthew Stafford or, or Calvin Johnson that are together uh, with Megatron there. So, But Bears, yeah, obviously, I, they're, they're still rebuilding. I think they can be good in the next couple of years if they draft right, If uh, depending on what they do with Cutler. Uh, but you always have Forte. I don't know. I, 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 Bears. Maybe they win. I'll be, I'll be a little more optimistic for my in-laws, Scotty. I'll say five or six wins. Uh, but the rest, I'll say. I mean, yeah, they'll, 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 they'll. It'll be a rough year, but I'm sure they'll get a good draft pick or some good draft status for that. But uh, Packers in three games over the Vikings and the Lions. So you look at the. Uh, let's let's jump over to the NFC East quickly. Uh, everybody thinks it's. Dallas and Philly, it's a two-team race. I think the Giants are going to surprise some people. I think Dallas wins this thing, you know, maybe with 10 wins. I think it's maybe a tie with Philly with 10. They'll win a tiebreaker. I think the Giants hang around, get nine wins, and just miss the playoffs. I don't know why. I just I feel that if they're healthy with a guy like Beckham and, and if they can figure out that running game, I think the, the NFC East could be a very interesting division, of course, aside from Washington, which just seems like – like a dumpster fire right now. <laughs> That's a good way to put them. And you have, obviously you have, I mean, the really, the, the, I think the big battle goes between the Cowboys and the Eagles. Uh, if the Cowboys can replace DeMarco Murray, 
uh, and I know they, I believe they picked up uh, Darren McFadden, but uh, if if they can replace the production from Murray, that offense line is still intact, uh, led by former Badger Travis, Travis Frederick. Defense is still good, though they had that ACL injury to the cornerback, uh, which was, was devastating there. Uh, but uh, the Eagles will see what they do. Obviously, they experimented with Tebow as kind of that two-point conversion quarterback, uh, among other types of things, and he cut, they cut him. But, you know, from what you saw with Sam Bradford, and obviously it kind of goes back to your unscouted looks, and, and but, you know, that preseason game that we saw against the Packers, the fact that Bradford looked very sharp. Uh, granted, it's a vanilla defense that they went up against. There were no real matchups. Uh, to to worry about or to really you know, scheme against because they went with basically a, a base three four there. You look at the fact that uh, the Eagles could look good. Bradford, depending on his ACL surgery uh, or his past with those surgeries and, and his knee troubles, I think that he could uh, be special. And obviously you have Sproles, you have Murray, and uh, we'll see what those wide receivers do. And, and the defense, uh, you know, still working with three four. Uh, they they looked okay. They looked pretty good against the, the Packers a few weeks back, but. Uh, I think you know, I'll say the Eagles, but it'd be close. I think it's, yeah, I'll say we'll go with you, ten wins there. But the Cowboys, I'd say yeah, ten and six. But there's some tiebreaker that gets the Eagles in. Yeah, I think that that it could go either way there for sure. Um, NFC South, which was really a weird division last year, um, I think New Orleans could be better. Um, I think that uh, you could see. Carolina, you know, without their top receiver, maybe take a step back. Don't know what to expect from Atlanta or Tampa. I think it's anyone's division, though, to a certain degree. I am going to actually say New Orleans wins this, but it wouldn't surprise me if Carolina with their superior defense does. But it's a not – not uh, again, I don't think it's going to be the league's best division. Uh, it might be the worst like it was last year. It could go – it could be one of the best, but, you know, obviously you can't discount Drew Brees in that offense, uh, even without the with the loss of Jimmy Graham. But I don't know. I, I really – I feel – I think the Saints will come out of there. Uh, Falcons are still uh, rebuilding underneath Dan Quinn. Uh, obviously, they re-upped Julio Jones for, for big-time money. But uh, until that defense can show me something, I'm not. I'm skeptical. Saint, I think Saints take it uh, with the fact that Calvin Benjamin went down for the Panthers. Just makes it really tough uh, with the. And you know, it says something too, by the way, when uh, Jarrett Boykin, who was signed with the Panthers in the offseason, was one of the first cut um, with his playing career. And you wish him the best, obviously, former Packer. But uh, you know, the Panthers are looking for wide receivers, and you're surprised they didn't try to pluck someone like a Jared Aberdares or or a Miles White, uh, who actually ended up with the Giants on their practice squad. So uh, it'll be tough sledding for Cam Newton, but uh, yeah, I say Saints going in there uh, with the West NFC West. Obviously, uh, times have changed. Uh, it'll still be a very tough division. Uh, it could be pro- could be the best division, in my opinion, next to the East. But you have the Seattle Seahawks, obviously, one play away from their second consecutive Super Bowl championship. Uh, but you have – it's really odd in division here. I have the Seahawks, obviously, but you have the 49ers that are now completely in rebuild mode with the situations with Alan Smith, and you had Patrick Willis retire, and then Chris Borland, former Badger, retire as well in the spring. And lots of change. Jim Harbaugh is out. 
uh, lots of things going on in San Francisco. I, I think it's uh, a kind of a dire situation. I don't think they're a playoff team. But you have Arizona uh, with Carson Palmer uh, and, and uh, Patrick Peterson, Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, they have an interesting dynamic. But you also have the St. Louis Rams where uh, they're rebuilding slowly but surely, and, and they've given the Seahawks and the 49ers fits over the past couple of seasons as well. Uh, I'll say Seahawks, but uh, who's second, third, and fourth? I'll say the Rams uh, will be second place uh, in, in, in the NFC West just due to their, their youth and the talent that, that, that they could have on that field. And, and we'll see how Nick Foles does in St. Louis compared to, to Philadelphia. Well, I think I think it's Arizona number two still. Uh, their defense, a healthy, obviously with a healthy Carson Palmer, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting. that that They'll need that to finish second. You know, St. Louis's defense is, is good. It really is. I don't know that I trust Foles. I don't know how they're going to look until Gurley gets on the field. I think Mason's okay, but that running game, they don't. I don't know that they'll have enough balance. Um, I think they'll finish third, San Francisco fourth. So that leaves me looking at the playoff teams. I think Seattle and Green Bay get a bye. I think Dallas beats Arizona. Philly beats New Orleans. I think Seattle and Green Bay in the NFC title game, and until the Packers prove differently, I think Seattle wins and advances to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'll say, I'll say Packers. I mean, uh, for my division, yeah, we already done some division winners. I think Packers and Seattle uh, for the second time in a row in the NFC Championship game. Without Nelson, I'm a little worried. I, I I'll say Seattle in the Super Bowl. I think that they, um, I think that the injury to Nelson kind of puts it over the top. And until I see players in the secondary uh, defend a good tight end, and they're going to get one in Jimmy Graham, we'll see how potent that Seattle offense can be with Jimmy Graham in there, uh, running down those seam routes, uh, among other other routes uh, thrown by uh, former uh, Badger Russell Wilson. Uh, I, I I'll say Seahawks in, in the Super Bowl slightly. I'll say like a. I'll say it's literally a 38-35 NFC Championship game. Book it now. Uh, there won't be much. Yeah, I, th- I think the Packers defense will, or Packers offense will be there. I just don't think their defense will. Uh, we'll certainly see. Okay, so AFC quickly. Uh, we'll start with the East. I think the Patriots win that thing. I think Buffalo and Miami fight it out for second. One of those two teams can make the playoffs. I'm going to say Miami because I think they have more stability on offense. Um, and the Jets finish in last. So I'm going to say Patriots first and Miami second in that division. I really like the the hype with the Bills, but they don't have a quarterback and uh, or, or at least a known quarterback. I think they put Tyrod right. Taylor is supposed to be their their starter, but you you got to like what that defense does and Rex Ryan providing some swag, uh, some a little bit of head coaching swagger to the Bills after uh, not necessarily that the that city and that team seeing much of that in the past few years, even with a good defense that beat the Packers last season. Yeah, Patriots and then Bills. Uh, I say Bills. I think Bills are, will be a playoff team. I think they'll, uh, they'll be a wild card uh, just due to that defense. And you have LaShawn McCoy, so we'll see what Shady can do out in uh, Western New York. Uh, NFC, AFC North, uh, interesting there. Uh, Steelers right now, I know they're losing to to the Patriots, but uh, this is a good division outside of the and the Browns are still rebuilding. Obviously, uh, well, it's only a matter of time, in my opinion, that you'll see Johnny Manziel who improved, and you heard even former Badger Joe Thomas talk about his improvements. I will say Ravens. I'll say Ravens one. Uh, Steve Smith swan song, so I think he'll have a good year. 
I'm not going to say he's going to have an elite year, but I think he's going to have a very, very good year uh, with, his, with his age. Uh, the Steelers and Bengals, I'll say Bengals second. Uh, and uh, But, yeah, I think Bengals and Steelers tied for second, and then Browns come up uh, you know, at the end. What about you? I think the Ravens are the only playoff team in that division. I think Pittsburgh, with some of their injuries and some of the early season players they'll miss, can themselves a hole that'll be hard for them to get out of. Um, so I think the Ravens are the only team that comes out of that uh, that one, and then maybe Pittsburgh second, and then Cincinnati. Um, the South, that's a, that's pretty much a no-brainer. I mean, I, I don't see a whole lot of teams in the South other than uh, Indianapolis uh, coming out of there. Yeah, I think it's Indianapolis. Texans, if they can do something with Brian Hoyer, uh, great. Uh, if DeAndre Hopkins uh, has that ability to, to stretch the field, I know Arian Foster was injured during the preseason. We'll see uh, those effects there. But, uh, I, I mean, the Texans' defense is good, but I don't know if their offense can carry him. I don't know if J.J. Watt, if he can clone him and play in 22 different positions. So uh, Colts and Texans second, and then Titans and Jaguars fight it out for the number one pick overall next season. Uh, AFC West, looking at that, this is in, this is intriguing, obviously. Yeah, I think this is where you might get the, in my opinion, you'll get the second uh, wild card team. Broncos, Chiefs, Raiders, Chargers. I don't think the Raiders, don't think the Raiders will do much, but I like the, I mean, Broncos with the new offense with uh, a little bit more hype. It's, it's, we're getting towards the swan song of Peyton Manning himself as well. How many more years will he have the opportunity to play at a you know competitive level? Uh, but you also have the Chiefs and Chargers uh, that have been you know with within playoff contention the past couple of years. Chiefs. Uh, I'll, I'll take Broncos, and then I'll take the upset. I think the Chargers now with a good running game, if they can get Melvin Gordon, the former Badger, going, I, I think they could make a charge. I think they get, uh, get pun intended, uh, I think they grab a wild card spot. I'm going to go out on a limb there. Well, I think I think some of that might have to do with Melvin Gordon. Um, I, I think San Diego's got a ways to go yet. Um, I think Rivers takes a step back. I think they miss Gates. Um I, I think Kansas City wins this division and Denver is the wild card, to be honest with you. I think you're going to see some slippage in Denver, too. I don't think you're going to see Peyton Manning have a Brett Farvian end of his career, like that last year Farv had in Minnesota. But he's not going to look like Peyton Manning. Um, I think there's, there's, I think early on he'll look fine. I think his body's going to wear out. I really do. I think we're already seeing some of that and hearing some of that. So I think the upset to me, is Kansas City wins this division, and uh, Denver's a wild card. So I've got the Colts and the Patriots having buys. Um, I, won't, I won't even go through the first and second round. I think it's New England and the Colts in the uh, in the uh, uh, championship game, and I hate to sound boring. I think it's New England, again, until the Colts can show me they can beat New England. I think New England and Seattle play again for the Super Bowl in a rematch. Um, I think Seattle beats New England this time. You mean Indianapolis beats New England? No, Seattle in the Super Bowl. Oh, the Super Bowl. Okay. Oh, yeah, gotcha. I think, yeah. I, think we, I think we see a rematch. I think this time Seattle comes away with the victory. I think they'll run this time on the one-yard line. Um, so I, I, I see a Super Bowl rematch, a, a rarity in this day and age, but a Super Bowl rematch. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll say a rematch as well. I think Seattle wins, though, with Jimmy Graham being the neutral, being that key X factor. Uh, and 
Uh, we'll yeah, obviously we'll see, but I mean, I, I think even if the Packers go move on, I think they have a very good chance against the Patriots. So uh, yeah, no, I, I I think Seahawks or Packer, whoever comes out of the NFC, I think beats the AFC this year. Uh, so what we'll, a, we'll what a, what a yeah, what a non exciting prediction segment. We we disagreed on a few things, but we picked the same exact Super Bowl and the same exact outcome, which hmm. Well, maybe there's something to that, or maybe we both don't know what we're talking about. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll find out in about four months. Exactly, and hopefully those months go slowly to, for all of you football fans to simmer and enjoy, obviously. Uh, and for those of you, obviously, that do know uh, in terms of um, a bunch of former Badgers are on NFL teams too, which is great. Uh, and you saw Aberderis was claimed on the – Jared Aberderis claimed on the practice squad by the Packers. Uh, Ethan Hemer on the Steelers, Marcus Cromartie on the 49ers, uh, among others. So uh, you'll be able to see some, obviously, them, uh, hopefully, if they get called up. But you also look at uh, Joe Thomas, who, by the way, I don't know if you knew this, Scotty. Joe Thomas hasn't missed an NFL snap yet in his eight, was it almost eight years now. He hasn't missed a snap, which is impressive. It's sad that he's on a wow. team like, like the Browns that haven't made use of the, like, that talent. But, uh, yeah, that was, that, was, that was a fun key stat in the offseason. So, uh, but uh, hopefully, hopefully they turn it around a little bit. And don't forget uh, about JJ Watt. I mean, the, to me, all the other badges you mentioned. Sometimes, um, I kind of laugh and pick on you, make fun of you for it. But um, some of them are elites, and I think as good as Thomas is, I think he's elite. JJ Watt could be. Well, he's definitely the best defensive player in football. Um, what? And I, I got to watch Hard Knocks this year. And, well, I'll tell you what, he is an absolute beast and just an amazing talent. I think Melvin Gordon could be the best Badger running back in the pros to, to ever make the mark. Which leads me to this, by the way. I know you, you saw this, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it. Monte Ball got released. A little bit surprising there. A guy who I thought was going to have a better NFL career than he did, but it just didn't work out for him in Denver. Well, he, he was, uh, you look at the fact that uh, the they had to deal with a lot of he had to deal with a lot of injuries and and you know he had some ball security issues to begin with and uh, it's it's one of those things that uh, you're it, it's rough for him because because due to injuries and then he fell out of the rotation in, in Denver and it's a new offense which you think would be a good offense for for ball to run in obviously with Gary Kubiak who was Mike Shanahan's offensive coordinator back in the nineties when when Denver had you could pick and plug whichever running back you wanted to in that offense and they'd have a thousand to fifteen hundred yards easy each season. But uh it's unfortunate. Hopefully he gets back on his feet. And I know that the Cleveland Browns have talked to him. They had a there's a report today from Mary Kay Cabot of the uh Cleveland Plain Dealer saying that they uh Browns did speak to ball. Um but uh the other team there have been other teams in contact with him as well. I think he'll I think he'll land somewhere, obviously. He's still young. Uh, but we'll see how you know. We'll see if he can rebound. Uh, you hope for the best for him too, uh, just based on the fact that uh, I mean he, he's a good guy, and you know getting a chance to cover him. Uh, but we'll, like I said, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but yeah, it was surprising though. Uh, and there were even, there were false reports out there that are misguided reports that he was even being traded to Dallas, which I think would have been a good destination too, based on their that offensive line. But we'll see where he winds up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I wish him the best. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's still um, still some 
chance from still life in the leg, so to speak. We'll just see if he's able to catch on and have a decent NFL career. But, yeah, there certainly are a good share of Badgers out there. Real quick about Aberderis. You did say that you might have been surprised that somebody didn't claim him. I'm not, actually. I think there's still, until he proves he can stay healthy, there's still people worried about the head injuries, whether it's real or if it's perceived. In this day and age in the NFL, if you're perceived to have concussion issues, you're you're almost persona non grata unless you're already on a roster. So I hope, I'm glad it, in some ways I'm glad it worked out this way. I want him to play and I want him to be successful. I'd like to see him do that as a Packer. So the fact that he was able to be held on to, hopefully he can be held on to through the whole year and then um, next year maybe be healthy for a whole camp and, and win a win a spot. So I think from a Packer fan standpoint, it's the best-case scenario, but I'm not surprised that somebody didn't want to risk, again, head injuries and knee injuries, two scary things, and he's kind of had them both. Oh, absolutely, and that's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how he he bounces back, and you know they you saw just even in like the 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 one game he had to show himself, which you knew it was a uphill battle. That the absolute that the maybe the best way to put it against uh, you know to try to make a roster spot with only having one game available, but he showed something where the punt returns obviously he had the one fumble that was negated due to the penalty um, by the opposing team, but the simple fact that I mean his first punt return was 17 yards. Uh, he could be a good backup for, for Ty Montgomery if Montgomery doesn't necessarily work out or if Montgomery's thrusted into more of a starting and more of a prominent role in that offense. You could see Everdares be bounced up just for the fact that he could handle punt return duties as a specialist only. Uh, so, But, uh, you know, it. Miles White was the better wide receiver during the preseason, and he deserved that spot until Jones came. But I do like the opportunities, and everyone's noted how much of a player he is when it comes to the simple fact of, of, of knowing, being intelligent, but also being a natural player. A lot of people have said that. Uh, and you even heard like Paul Chris talked about, not J.J. Der- Watt, but his younger brother Derek saying he's like a natural player. And it's, you've heard that with uh, other, you've heard that about Aberderis from some of the Packers. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, but I, I, you know, I don't, I wouldn't be surprised if he jumped back onto the main roster at some point, whether if they're Cobb's injured for an extended period of time, which it could happen. Uh, he could aggravate the injury pretty severely uh, based on that AC joint sprain. But, you know, uh, if not, it's a good year to, it's another year for him to, to get reps and, and be prepared for next season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, I'm hoping that he's able to at least prove his worth in practice and stay healthy and, and we'll see. So, oh, real quick, too. I know we got to go. Um, predictions for the game Saturday for the Badgers. I'm, I'm assuming even if Clement doesn't play, they, they should win this game um, and, and get their first victory of the season. Uh, do you foresee anything odd happening that might preclude them from winning this game? Right now, not really. The fact that Miami, Ohio, from what people had talked about, they, were working, they had three quarterbacks that were playing last game. I didn't get a chance to watch any of the tape of Miami, Ohio, but I know based off of what Dave Aranda was talking about, they're a spread team, more vertical. So the defensive backs will be tested at times during the game. Uh, but we'll see. I mean, if the, if Caputo's back and he's 100%, which you know they said he was cleared today by the concussion protocol, so if he's feeling good, he'll play, uh, which means he'll play. 
based on our conversations that we've had with him. You're looking at the fact that uh, the the communication issues shouldn't be as much as uh, shouldn't be there as much as you saw on Saturday. Uh, the only thing I would say, I mean, you're looking at Taiwan Deal and Og- Daria Gumbawale, a Milwaukee Marquette product, uh, really having to step up for Cle- Clement. And I think the offensive line will have a better day. I think it's just you're going up against a two to three deep defensive front side of them in Alabama. It's the best in the nation. They have playmakers at every position. That are, and they're going to be NFL players down the road. So the simple fact that you'll have them, uh, you know, it won't be, you're not facing Alabama. I think they'll have opportunities to get to the second level. The only thing I would say is just for, for the, the keys, Scotty, is just to be themselves. Just get back to basics, like Chris said during his press conference Monday, pad level, protection, movement, if they can get to that second level against the uh, the Red Hawks linebackers, I think Ogumbawale and Deal could have big games. And you know, Stavi threw for 228 yards and two touchdowns against Alabama. You know, completed 67, 68 percent of his passes. You look at the fact that I mean, he could, I mean, as long as he doesn't uh, have one of those games where you know everything's off. I mean, he looked solid against a great defense. I expect big things from him. Uh, and and if they you know they need someone to be carried. Uh, they often seem to be carried. I think Save uh, on the back of that passing game could could really, really do do something for them this year, and he could wind up being one, you know, statistically being one of the all-time great quarterbacks in Badger history. What about you? I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'll say, with mop-up time, I'll say 42-17 Badgers. Um, th- yeah, I, you know, I'd say. 38 to 14, you know, same ballpark. Um, by the way, to, to your point with Miami, they played three quarterbacks, and you know the old saying, if you have three, it means you don't have one. So, because um, obviously if they had, unless you're Ohio State and that ridiculous uh, <laughs> depth of riches. But otherwise, if you have to have three guys to play one position, it means you don't have one that has claimed it. So. Um, right. Yeah, I think the Badgers should win that one easily. Um, so, big weekend of football. It should be exciting. Yeah, and like always, you guys can follow us at Kilbasa Kings WI on Twitter. Follow us at B5Q. Uh, I'll be there at the game covering it, 11 a.m. kickoff on Saturday on ESPNU. Uh, and and uh, we'll have some pre post game, uh, hopefully Sunday or sometime uh, early next week, talking about not just the Badger game, but the Packer game. Uh, you can follow Scotty at Scott Wisniewski. That's W-I-S-N-I-E-W-S-K-2. And follow me at Jake Coco B5Q. And, uh, we, yeah, it, it's fun. Both pro and college football are back. And it is a, uh, it's a, it's a time of rejoicing as fall nears and a good time of the year where everyone can tailgate, enjoy themselves, and watch some pigskin, my friend. Looking forward to another, our, it was a, it's growing into our fourth yeah, our fourth year covering football, and uh, really looking forward to it this year, my friend. Yeah, me too. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome. And uh, like I said, it well it got underway last week technically, but this is the first full week where we have college and pro games that matter, and and it's gonna be fun. Exactly. So you guys take care. Have a wonderful weekend. Like I said, we'll come back early next week. Have some post game audio for some for some Badgers. We'll review that game against Miami, Ohio, review Packers-Bears with that recap, talk about the week ahead, and we'll go from there. You guys have a great weekend. Enjoy the cooler weather if you guys like that. 
Uh, and uh, those of Achenya, my friends, and we'll see you guys next week. Accordion solo, American Polka, played by Mr. John J. Kimball, Edison Records.